Welcome to the Millionaire's Club podcast, where the only requirement for membership is a desire to have a millionaire mindset. And now your host, John Bellevue. Okay, welcome everyone to the Millionaire's Club podcast. We have a special guest today, the CEO of Dirty Laundry Solutions, Mr. Daniel Ellis. Daniel, how are you? John, excellent. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Glad you took the time. A lot of exciting things I know happening in the on-demand business, especially post-pandemic. And I'll share with you just a story on a company called Instacart. I, uh, in January 20, 2020, I had no idea the company even existed. I, in fact, I don't even know if I knew the name Instacart. And here it is, not even two years later, and this, this company shows up at my house eight, nine times a week. My wife is in retirement from going to the grocery store. She has somebody that shops for her and drops it off at the front door. And that's not going back. She's She's at a point where it doesn't make sense for her to go grocery shopping. She'll still go in there and grab something once in a while, but to have somebody do the shopping, she communicates with them via text and it dropped off at the front door. She saves her time, uh, energy, effort, and she gets what she wants anyways. And, And a lot of her center of influence are using it as well. So Tell us, first of all, before we take a deep dive into Dirty Laundry Solutions, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so, uh, you know, quick background about me before I got to Dirty Laundry Solutions. Um, So I grew up mostly uh, in Michigan, uh, like Metro Detroit area. Um, You know, grew up there with uh, my family. I have uh, five brothers and sisters, uh, so we have a pretty big family. And then um, I went to college at Oakland University, um, where I studied uh, economics. And basically, you know, just my philosophy, even back then was, um, I wanted to start thinking and kind of doing work that was um, somewhat not traditional job. Um, I didn't really want the nine to five back then. Uh, So I started um, a coffee company with a couple of friends, um, just out of college. So we ran that for um, a little bit and basically was importing coffee from um, Panama, uh, and trying to bring it to the U.S. Long story short, it was just a lot difficult, more difficult than we thought. Uh, so we end up all getting nine to five jobs um, after. So I started working at Toyota, uh, where I was working in the purchasing department for um, basically five years. Um, and part of that was um, the last two years of that basically was working in their IT departments, um, helping develop uh, apps and kind of the purchasing systems and web apps that talk to other departments and external um, uh, suppliers, et cetera. Um, then that led me to you know, reevaluate where I was in my life and where I was wanting to take my career. And so I quit in 2019 and I started to um, travel. Um, so I went to Ethiopia for a decent amount of time. And then I went back to Panama for um, like six months or so where I started um, a small consulting company and went back to uh, grad school. Um, then the pandemic happened um, in 2019, uh, or technically what, 2020, March of 2020, and I was forced to come back to the U.S. Um, I say forced, but it's a great privilege always to live here. Uh, so, you know, forced to come back to the U.S. and then um, 
you know, that led me to reinvestigate what, what things I could do here in the U.S. And so the pandemic was lasting longer than I thought. Um, and that's where I met you guys and started looking for Dirty Laundry Solutions initially. And um, here we are. Yeah, for sure. I, um, well, it's, it sounds like you've always had that entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, just working for somebody else wasn't the path that was going to be your choosing. Um, and also coffee and Pan- Panama coffee, is it pretty good? I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever had Panama coffee. Yeah, so I'm actually, you know, originally born in Ethiopia. So I like to say Ethiopia has the number one coffee. And if you look at the rankings, uh, technically Ethiopia does have the number one bean. Uh, but Panama in 2020 won the, the best coffee in the world. I think one cup of coffee for like a sip was over $200 for that cup of coffee. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be trying it anytime soon, but I do love my coffee. I'm a coffee, uh, I wouldn't say connoisseur, but certainly a consumer of it, but interesting. So you got some background in IT, and I'm sure that kind of helped with Dirty Laundry Solutions and what was going to happen and how that company was going to evolve. Uh, if you would, for those that don't know, you know, give that 30,000 foot view on, if you would, Dirty Laundry Solutions and what that's all about. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you paint a part of the picture for me with Instacart, um, you know, initially when we thought about dirty laundry solutions, we thought it was going to be like the Uber of laundry. Uh, what we were discovering more and more that we're more aligned with the like Instacart than the Uber model. Um, so, you know, in simple, we create a virtual laundromat uh, for um, operators, market developers that we call them. And basically what we do is we partner with laundromat so that, um, somebody who just wants to run a laundry business does not have to own a physical brick and mortar. Uh, we uh, have built a platform where basically you have everything you need to run a complete virtual laundromat. I mean, you can do a pickup and delivery. Um, you can you know, get your orders. You can have a payment system, uh, et cetera. And then we kind of built in everything you need from a functional standpoint, you know, marketing, um, supplies, uh, education, um, et cetera. So that, you know, within two weeks or so, uh, you can have a, a complete virtual laundromat up and running um, and you know how to run it uh, properly. No, that's great. And, and I know that the pandemic was kind of um, the accelerator for the on-demand laundry service business. I think a lot of laundromats out there that are that were doing pickup and delivery, they saw their business go off the charts. Um, I know for a laundromat owner, it's very difficult for them to scale because of the cost involved and they want more business. They just, you know, ordering uh, trucks, um, employees, uh, labor, liability, all that to scale a business how can you work with existing laundromats and complement what they're already doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, most laundromat owners are just exceptionally busy. Any business owner is always going to be busy too. So to expand, you either need to invest a decent amount in extra capital, extra resources, or something has to change on the technology front. Um, so that basically we've kind of answered all three by you know, giving people that. So as a laundromat owner that has current um, brick and mortar, so you might have wash and folder self-service business, 
Um, if you want to expand, we help you do that by just, you know, if you let us on board, we give you technology, we give you a, the capability to do pickup and delivery through our platform. Um, we provide the resources because our, our market developers uh, can come and just start doing pickup and delivery right away. We teach them, we educate them, uh, we give them the tools to be successful. That's great. Well, you mentioned market developers, so let's let's take a minute and talk about market developer. What what what's involved in being a market developer, and what's the and how are they set up and structured to do this business? Yeah, so now going back to Instacart. So um, similar to Instacart, and I, I don't know if you've heard like Ghost Kitchens, um, etc. Uh, more and more people are doing the business model where you know you, you have facility or the service that's providing the actual tangible thing, but then you have the, the person who's actually doing the delivery. Um, so as a market developer, what you get to own is a virtual laundromat so that you don't have to worry about, you know, investing a million dollars or $800,000 in a brick and mortar. Um, as a market developer, basically, um, you are, you get to have your own Instacart of laundry. Right, so you can do you can have customers place orders on your um, platform or our platform, which gives you a unique um, website, and then you can go ahead and execute that that job and uh, get paid for it um, by transaction. So, 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 what? How do they get paid uh, per transaction? What, what, what's the kind of the? Uh, how does a market developer make money? Yeah, so it's pretty simple. We we kind of adopted the, the the uber method of we do a split payment right off the the gate um so as soon as a customer places an order um for the sake of simplicity let's say a customer places an order for 50 dollars, we give them 80 percent. so you get um out of that 50 you get 40 dollars um right in your pocket yeah well that that's 80 percent is very attractive i think for the you know that that industry, they call it the gig economy. I mean, for lack of a better term, but you know, 80%, I think anytime I've talked to food delivery or, or a uh, ride share company, Uber Lyft guy, I mean, their biggest complaint is they don't get paid enough money. It's, it's, they're complaining that the company's making most of the money. So that's, that's a very generous payout um, that, you've put in, that you've put in place. I mean, that's, uh, I think that, I think it brings a whole new segment of population into that gig economy. And uh, how does somebody select a, how do, how do, I guess, how do, how do customers, customer acquisition, how is that handled um, on a local yeah. basis? Well, uh, even to talk about pay, well, the other thing we, we did a good job of is we re- remove the complexity. Um, so if you look at Uber, Instacart, all these different delivery companies, it's a little bit complicated of how you get paid, actually. It's not so simple to calculate. Uh, we've just said, hey, it's 80% flat. It doesn't matter if it's a, um, you know, if there's a lot of people that day or if you have um, not such a busy day, et cetera. You know, it's a flat rate, um, 80%, so that you can, every single time there's a transaction, you know exactly how much you're, you're getting paid. Um, you know, for customer acquisition, uh, we had some really good news actually this last week. We've partnered up with Thumbtack to help drive some of those initial customers. So basically what that means is, you know, to acquire your first customer for a virtual laundromat, it could be a little bit difficult, right? Uh, because, you know, traditional marketing can work. You can go door to door and knock on uh, people's door with flyers, door hangers, et cetera, to get your first customers. Uh, we allow for that. We give you 
we give market developers the supplies to do that. Um, also social media. So we encourage people to develop their own uh, Instagrams and Facebook, but we also have our national or uh, kind of our brand out there. So people kind of know who we are, but ultimately getting those first couple, couple customers can be a little bit difficult. So what we've done is partner with Thumbtack and anytime somebody searches for um, wash, dry, full laundry services or anything of that sort on Thumbtack, we get those feeds um, and we can go ahead and align those to our market developers. No, that's awesome. I, you know, and, and I think guerrilla marketing, that boots on the ground, that, that's still effective today, especially I believe in, in this, uh, a lot of people aren't aware that this service exists. Um, social media is another way to put that out there, but is, is the service, you know, who's your ideal client? I mean, does it have to be somebody that's affluent or can it be just a mom that's, you know, double uh, income family, they have a bunch of kids. And I mean, is that something that's affordable? Is this affordable for the masses? Yeah, we really think, you know, it's a trade-off that customers are making the decision of, you know, do I spend four hours on a Saturday doing laundry for the whole family? Or do I use that time to, it could be even work, you know, if you have a remote job, that, that could be a a couple hours more work you could be doing or just spending time with your family. So I think um, one, you know, our pricing is very competitive and we make pricing that's um, local. So we don't have a national pricing or we don't have uh, just a general price list that we set for um, our pickup and delivery. Uh, we let each local market develop their own uh, pricing. Um, and then ultimately we try to be as competitive as possible because, you know, you know, customers are relying on us to do a service for them. But ultimately, um, it's a simple trade-off of, you know, do you want to spend, uh, I think the average family does like eight loads of laundry in a week. Um, and that's because they're doing a load here, a load there, um, trying to figure out where fits their schedule. So if you calculate all that time and you kind of say, okay, eight loads throughout the week, how many hours is that? How much time are you thinking about laundry where that could be allocated to something completely different? Um, and then to think about it, like you were saying, Instacart, you know, your wife, before, how much time was she spending going to the, the grocery store? Um, so that's exactly the same thing, if not more so. Yeah. In, in fact, they even uh, tell her, I think, on the app how much time she's saved not going shopping herself. So and, and yes, it, it sounds like people exchanging money for time. I mean, time is valuable. And I think that uh, people will see that. I see this industry as again, it being accelerated from the pandemic, becoming more mainstream. I mean, I don't know if we ever get to a point where people say, hey, remember when people used to do their laundry? Ha, ha, ha. I mean, it, it might be the evolution, right, of, of where this culture is going. Um, and with that in mind, I mean, I, I was reading projections in the industry of being a multi bit $340 billion in the next five to seven years. I would imagine with those kind of numbers, this is getting attention of a lot of, uh, you know, institutional uh, money and Silicon Valley. So I, I see that this could, you know, the potential of this uh, market is just so, um, so ma massive. Uh, what, what's the, uh, the realistic goals for Dirty Laundry Solutions in the upcoming year 2022? Yeah, I mean, you know, just to go back on, on your point of like 
how big this industry is growing. One, it's obvious as, as growing very fast and at a rate that even the laundry industry themselves who, who are projecting that there was going to be growth are surprised. Um, and then, you know, for the sake of simplicity, we have a lot of competition from Silicon Valley trying to create similar startups uh, in the pickup and delivery um, businesses, you know, as a heads up. And then thirdly, um, the biggest growth without, you know, competition or even, you know, uh, for the sake of simplicity, it's, it's in the pickup and delivery. It's not people are creating more laundromats and more brick and mortars. The, the industry is going more pickup and delivery for sure. Um, so our goal with, you know, Dirty Laundry Solutions is, is very s- simple. Uh, for the sake of uh, laundromats is to onboard um, as many laundromats as we can so that we can be a, of service to them and say, hey, if you're an existing laundromat and you have um, just um, self-service, we'll give you more revenue by just give, using your, your washers and dryers uh, with our uh, market developers and, and their team. If you have current pickup and delivery, um, as a laundromat, we'll give you more business by just dropping off laundry and you process the laundry for us. You tr- we treat you as a processing center and we do uh, everything else from a pickup and delivery standpoint. Um, and then for you know our customers or our market developers, even we want to get on board as many market developers as we can so we can serve as many customers as possible. Um, right now, we're technically in eight cities where we have a market developer who is either in the process of being onboarded or is already onboarded. Um, our goal is to be by the end of 2020. Two, uh, pretty much across the whole country with a market developer who's uh, operating and working so we can service as many customers as possible. And then on top of that, you know, we have some environmental goals that we really want to set of using, you know, clean chemicals, uh, clean products, et cetera. So by, you know, middle of 2022, we should have kind of that fully rolled out and the products that we're going to use uh, set um, so that, you know, as a customer, you also can have that assurance of mind that, hey, you know, the clean chemicals that they're using and the water quality that we're using and the you know, electricity we're using is economical and, um, you know, safe on the environment as best possible. Wow. That, well, that, that certainly resonates with a lot of people these days, uh, you know, trying to lower the carbon footprint. And I would imagine laundromat owners uh, love what we're what DLS is doing. I mean, it, it's uh, I would imagine they all need more business. You, I mean, if you talk to any laundromat, uh, and you know, I visited you know probably twenty five or so laundromats uh, over the last you know six months or so. Uh, we have somebody in our team, uh, Larry Koza, who's visited over one hundred and fifty laundromats over the last two years, um, and we combined have not walked into a laundromat where they say, I don't need any more business. Um, and the, the reality is, you know, most laundromats, they just have excess capacity most of the week. You know, you, the business model is you have capacity for, you know, the two or three days in a week that you are super packed. And then the rest of the time, which is, you know, 80% of the time, your machines are not being used and they're just sitting there. Um, so we can utilize that, um, capacity that's just an excess. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so I see really what what's <clears throat> excuse me, what's happening here is you're really creating almost like a, a new ecosystem, you know, not only helping out homeowners that need to save time, um, but also helping out the local ownership 
laundromat owners, helping people in the community make an extra income and also wrapping that around being environmentally friendly. I mean, that's, to me, that sounds like a winner. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to hit on your, your local point, I think one of the things that really sets us apart is that everything we do is trying to be as local as possible uh, because our market developers are local and they get to run their own uh, business. Technically we use local laundromats. So we're not coming from the mindset of, Hey, we're this franchise or we're this big national company that's just taken over and we're just coming in and implementing uh, a new laundromat. We're trying to use as many uh, local resources as possible. And ultimately when somebody shows up at your door with laundry, that is a local business showing up with, with laundry. They're either using a local laundromat or they, as a pickup and delivery um, market developer, are a local owned uh, operator. Yeah, I think people are more aware of really helping out the local community now more than ever. And corporate America, quite frankly, I think is trying to put the little guy out of business. And what Dirty Laundry Solutions is doing is really helping uh, at the local level, which is to be commended. And so Dirty Laundry Solutions, Daniel, where, where can we find Dirty Laundry Solutions on social media? Um, so you can go on our website, just dirtylaundrysolutions.com, but then just um, on Instagram or Facebook, you can uh, search Dirty Laundry Solutions. Our, um, our hashtag or handle is uh, your, your underscore DLS. Beautiful. So, yep. Good. Anything else you want to add? No, I think just, you know, if people are uh, curious about us, uh, find us. Uh, we're open to, you know, answer any questions. Uh, ultimately, we're at the stage where we're, we're going fast. Um, so we're constantly uh, improving our business model, improving the way we um, do business. We're improving the way we onboard people. We're improving the way we educate people. So look out for constant improvement from us, constant growth, and then ultimately, um, our goal within like six months or so is to kind of have um, really, really good guidelines for each market developer to teach them, okay, this is how you run a complete virtual laundromat business. Um, so we can start publishing that and make it very, very accessible to people. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for your time. Daniel Ellis, Dirty Laundry Solutions. Check them out. Appreciate it. We'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, John.